You're listening to episode six of the T on cybersecurity. What is SOC 2? To be completely honest, SOC 2 was a term that I had heard before I started at Trava. The very first tech company I worked for was in a frenzy to become SOC 2 certified in order for a customer to sign with us. It was a requirement of the customer for us to be SOC 2 certified. So I heard in meetings them trying to go through the different steps to be certified, but I never stopped to ask questions of what SOC 2 was. I just knew it was important to get that customer over the line. During this episode, that is all going to change. We are going to have a better understanding of what SOC 2 is and why it's important. The guest on this episode is Marie Joseph, and she is going to talk to us like we're children, about SOC 2. Hi, Marie. Hello, Jara. How's it going? Going great. Can't wait to be here and talk about SOC 2. And we're really excited about it. So go ahead and introduce yourself for our listeners. I'm a security solutions engineer here at Trauma. I originally started as a customer success analyst and then moved up to the security solutions engineer role. I help a lot with our baseline cyber risk assessments, but most importantly, I help with a lot of our compliance management project projects. So I help get customers SOC 2 or ISO certified. And like we're here to talk about SOC 2, I do it every single day and I've helped several customers get through it. And my background's in cybersecurity risk management where I, I got a master's degree in that at mm -hmm. Indiana University. So all the different realms of cyber. I'm excited. You're the girl for me for this episode, <laughs> for sure. So before we jump straight into SOC 2, in your words, why do you think people find cybersecurity so intimidating? I think the main reason is a lot of the times when I tell people what I do, I say cybersecurity and people have absolutely no idea what that means. Yeah. So I think that whole that whole phrase, like that's what scares people the most. But then the people that do know what cybersecurity is after they get a better understanding too, you often hear people say, this is what keeps me up at night. They worry that if they have a, some sort of security risk at their company, like they could lose everything. Um, mm. It can be so damaging with money-wise or just reputation-wise that if you were to have some security breach, that is pretty intimidating. And the whole cybercrime aspect is a little scary. It is very scary and, and can ruin... <laughs> Can ruin organizations for sure. Yep. So sock, it's not like socks we put on our feet. <laughs> I know that it's an acronym. Can you tell me what it stands for? Yes, it's a service organization control two. So SOC 2. And it basically, it kind of gives uh, regulation and standards by a third party created it. And it gives those standards mainly for security. And then you can choose to add on different types of control areas, which are privacy, availability, processing integrity, and confidentiality. But most people just go for the security factor when they're starting off. So you started going into what it is exactly, but I need you to like dumb the language down just a little bit. Talk <laughs> to me like you're talking to your niece. What <laughs> does that mean? So what it means is it kind of just sets a, a standard for since it's like security and compliance are different. So it just sets this like standard of how an organization should be practicing security in order mm -hmm. to not hit that cyber crime we talked about earlier. It isn't security, which I'm sure we'll probably talk about later, but I guess the best way to put it is that you're putting the pieces together to build some sort of program that will give other companies that 
satisfaction that you're doing something in regard to mm -hmm. security. You're not doing everything, but you're doing something. And that's always reassuring when companies are coming and looking at your own security posture. So why do other customers or companies care if someone is SOC 2 certified or not? They mainly care because it gives them, one of the best things I always learn is if you're taking in a company, whether it be for business or acquiring mm -hmm. them, you take on their risks. So mm. if they're not secure at all, you're taking on all of those open, open flaws that they have. So a lot of these certifications, it gives them that reassurance that they have something there and they're not mm -hmm. taking on a completely vulnerable company and giving their data because when the data start crossing, that's like your own customer's data and that's a lot of liability for them. And that's where a lot of cases people could lose a lot of money and damage their reputation. Oh my gosh, so scary. <laughs> it's a little scary. It is. <laughs> So you talked a little bit about like security and compliance. Can you just go over like the difference between those and then how they actually work together? Yep. So with compliance, what I was kind of saying earlier is it's just a set of standards and regulations, which are just rules that people have to follow. But the people creating these rules are just a third party. So there's a lot of different compliance frameworks and certifications out there. So they all look a little different, have different acronyms they use, but it basically just sets some sort of standard and a lot of different ones are accepted for different reasons, depending on who you're talking to. Mm -hmm. um, I don't, can't think of a better way to say it, but in some cases that includes security within those frameworks, Okay, but it's, it's like important to know that compliance is not security but it does, they do intertwine in a way. So in a lot of times, like the SOC 2, for example, it deals a lot with security. Um, the control you have to put in place are the security controls. And I know I mentioned several other areas. There's four other areas you could add to, mm -hmm. but this one just starts like your operations and your mechanisms, different ways, like whether it be technology or the way like your procedures and how you operate. Mm -hmm. are kind of focused on security. Okay. Can you give some examples of like those security controls? Yes. So some examples would be one big one that like, I feel like everyone kind of knows mm -hmm. is like an antivirus software. Okay. So it's evaluating those different companies and which one's going to be the best fit for your company and putting in that type of control, like technology control. And mm -hmm. then Another thing that's like very important that you probably hear a lot are backups. So it's making sure you're routinely backing up all your data so you're not losing any of your customer's data. Because as yeah. a customer yourself, if you were to log into a software and they lost all the work you've done in that software, that would be pretty alarming. And that company could lose a lot of money for doing that. Oh, yeah. That, again, sounds terrifying. <laughs> Definitely <laughs> don't want that. Nope. Um, so you've mentioned some other compliance like ISO mm -hmm. and a bunch of numbers at the end. <laughs> what <laughs> can you just name some of the other compliance? Um, yep. I guess platforms or what's the, the right term? Frameworks. frameworks. Compliance yeah. frameworks. <laughs> yes. Frameworks are the best way to put it. That's what the typical term you hear. So besides SOC 2, you often hear about ISO 27001. Mm -hmm. And recently there was an ISO 27002 that was released um, this year, like about a month ago. Mm -hmm. And um, 
That one is also just a security framework. It's really focused on security. Okay. Um, then there's other frameworks that with compliance that are privacy related that you often will hear a lot. GDPR is probably one of the bigger ones. That's a European privacy framework. So that's making sure that the data is um, being kept private and with a whole bunch of different options to have your data expunged. Um, And then there's also CCPA, which is a California privacy one. And you will often hear a lot of states in the U.S. currently putting in their own privacy frameworks, too. Interesting. There are different states right now, um, I believe like Colorado, Virginia. There's a few others that are looking at it, too. But California is the bigger one. But a lot of states are doing it separately. So it's leaves that big open question at what point is it going to be something federally regulated? Interesting. Wow. So outside of like the different state regulated ones, what's the biggest difference between like SOC 2 and one of the ISO ones? Like yep. what, what, which one should a company choose when or like why is one better than the other? How does mm-hmm. that work? It's going to really depend. You pick it based on kind of what your prospects are asking for. Mm-hmm. SOC, which is the easiest way to look at it, is really, it's North American based, okay. while ISO is international based. So if you're going to be just focusing on North American clients, then SOC 2 is the perfect way to go. It's the perfect way to start. But if you know you're going to eventually expand over to Europe and then anywhere else internationally, ISO is pretty common. All right. So SOC 2, North American based. ISO is international. Yep. Got it. So another thing I know with SOC 2 is that there are different types. What are the different types and what's the difference between those two? Yes. So there's a type 1 and a type 2. The best way to look at a type 1 is it's putting all those controls and mechanisms I talked about earlier. It's just Mm -hmm. a screenshot in time. So it's like you take a you just take a screenshot of your whole system. And that's all the auditors are going to look at. And then there's a type two where they, instead of looking at just the screenshot, they look at it in three months to a 12 month interval. And that way it's actually being tested and making sure those controls actually work. So that type one is just looking at the snapshot point in time. It's everything kind of frozen in place. And then it's like you press play for the type two and then test each month separately and take different, um, tests out of every month got it all right okay so (laughs) it it does make sense so type one is like a screenshot of time yep type two is like a little longer of that time frame yep it's like you press pause in a movie and I'm gonna press pause and look at what your security looks like right now nothing is gonna be working but everything's just frozen and then Mm -hmm. I press play And then it's all going and you watch it for three to 12 months. Perfect analogy. (laughs) I greatly (laughs) appreciate that for sure. So I feel like you've talked about this a little bit, but just to like reiterate to make sure it's clear, when should a company think about SOC 2 or another compliance? Start thinking about it right now. If you haven't been thinking about it yet, in my opinion, there's something we call um, sort of like you can do a certification readiness. Mm-hmm. And you can just constantly be ready to be SOC 2 or whatever certification you want. Just be ready for it because a lot of the times you'll have a big 
a big prospect come in and ask you, where's your certification for this? And in some cases, there's people that say, we haven't even been thinking about it. And that looks bad typically. So, but if you were to say you have readiness for SOC 2 or ISO, Mm -hmm. those people will find it more impressive. And then you can also give them the confirmation that you can get a certification like almost right now or go into the process of the certification because you are ready. So the sooner you start in implementing the controls, the better. And then also typically like price-wise, slowly implementing those controls usually tends to look prettier as well. Okay. Awesome. Yes. So start now, friends. (laughs) Yeah. Start now. (laughs) It's never too early. It's never too early. I think that's true for all cybersecurity, right? So one of my final questions is, is there an end to compliance? Like, do you ever reach or cap out at a compliance framework? Or is this something that's like always changing, evolving? Like it's something you always have to work towards. Oh, yeah. It's always changing in a way. It's not always like it's not changing exactly, but mm-hmm. it's conti- it has to be continuous. There's this thing called continuous monitoring. So once you get that certification, you can have your little party be so excited that you passed <laughs> and got that that expensive paper but then after that you have to renew it and typically certifications Mm. have about a year to three years renewal cycle so the auditors will come in from time to time to check before you renew so it never really ends the standards might change but like not too much they might change some names of the controls or say you need to do a little more for this next one if the third party um for the compliance framework decides to change it but it really never ends never ends well there you go there you have it all right marie it's been great i definitely feel like i understand SOC 2 and our other compliance frameworks a little more look i already got that term right frameworks so i'm moving on up is there anything else you would like to share with our listeners about SOC 2 or cybersecurity in general? Yeah, it's it's typical like in all ways of security and like in life, like if you want to be better and more secure, like you might as well just start now because the little pieces you do will add as you climb up that ladder. Now that we've spilled the tea on SOC 2, it's time to go over the receipts. One of the big takeaways I have is that compliance and security are different, but compliance is just a set of rules of how you should be practicing security. SOC 2 is important for companies to have because when you start working with other people, their companies, all of the data and everything intertwine, and then your risks become their risks, and you want to make sure that everything is lined up and that everyone is secure from all sides. The biggest difference between our common compliance frameworks, which are SOC 2 and ISO, ISO is international based and SOC 2 is North American based. So if your clients are typically more in the realm of the states, it's probably okay for you just to go ahead and become SOC 2 certified. Our final episode will be episode seven, where Trava's CEO and co-founder, Jim Goldman, will be joining me again to talk about 2023 cybersecurity predictions. 
Thanks for tuning in to the Tea on Cybersecurity. If you like what you listen to, I'd be greatly appreciative if you could leave me a review. If you need anything else from me, head on over to Trava Security. Follow wherever you get your podcasts.